Hey, this is a good one, you guys. Today on episode 492 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we're going to sit down and chat with our friend Rob Sargent from Alpine Distilling. This is a good one, and I was super, super stoked to get Rob on the podcast because it's been a while since we've got a chat with a local distillery, so this one was fun. On this episode, we get to find out what the motivation was for Rob and his wife Sarah to start Alpine Distilling and why they decided to open it in Park City. We also get to find out about the different liqueurs and talk about a little bar they own in Park City. Like I said, this is a good one. We're going to get into it here in just a minute. I know Chrissy enjoyed herself. Oh, I really did. And you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did. But before we get into that conversation, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, what's up? I'm Chris Hollifield. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be wondering what you just got yourself into. Well, we're here every week with a brand new episode where we get to showcase awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah and surrounding areas. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, distilleries, food truck owners, really anyone that has a cool story to share. Hey, can we talk about real estate here for a minute? I love talking about real estate. (laughs) Hey, for those of you that don't know, I'm a licensed real estate agent here in the state of Utah. And the reason that I tell you this is because I would love to help you or your friend buy a new home or sell your existing home. Hey, if you're moving to Salt Lake City, I couldn't think of a better person than myself to show you around and help you find your dream home. Give me a call or shoot me a text anytime. I'd love to talk real estate and find out how I can help you find your dream home. Again, 801-244-2908. That's my number. Call me, text me anytime, and I can't wait to help you find your perfect home or just your perfect home for now. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with Rob Sargent from Alpine Distilling. This one's a good one. Enjoy the conversation. I want to start right off, what got you into distilling? Where did that, like, how did that happen in your life and, and how long ago? Yeah, it it um, it was an interesting spark because we, my, my wife and I, um, were really interested in doing the, being a parent, being a great parent is, is really important to yeah. us because we know we have this such a short window and we think it's, you know, maybe it's our legacy, maybe whatever, whatever the influence. And so we wanted to create for the children, for our kids, we wanted to do something that showed them how the value of hard work, uh, the value of waking up early, of staying up late, of doing the, putting the actual sweat in. And as you well know, with your kids, and I'm sure they see it from both of you as well, that the, um, it's hard to replace that. And so I, my office was in Boston for almost 15 years. I had pretty good success in, in medical sales and uh, as an executive with Johnson & Johnson, but quite hollow. Really, all the kids saw was me packing a bag. And as I started looking at things to do to kind of recapture my um, heritage, kind of reclaim some of what it meant to be a Kentuckian, my, our boys are the first boys, sergeant boys, to not be raised in Kentucky ever in the history of our family lineage. And so it, it, so what does it mean to raise boys in Utah, right? What does it mean to raise children in Utah? And what does it mean to not raise them in Kentucky? What, what might they not get? And so as I started diving into it, I just really started thinking about distilling and, you know, so there are pictures in the distillery of like my uncle moonshining, there's pictures of our family farm and, you know, and we're, you know, that like any family from Eastern Kentucky, you know, there's, there's a, you know, if you grow corn, you got to do something with it. And we grew corn and hemp. Uh, We sold the hemp to the army for rope. And we, the corn, you know, off it would end up in, uh, you know, in medicinal liquids. In a bathtub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
And so it's kind of fun. My grandma was still alive when I, when I, when the idea of this uh, came about and she started telling me these great stories of, she was a nurse and she started telling me these stories of leaving Lexington, Kentucky in an old Piper airplane and flying to like, my family's from Harlan, Kentucky, but flying to, you know, Hazard or Pikeville or, you know, a lot of these towns in Eastern Appalachia. And the first thing they would do is find the local distiller. And because distillate is a, as a hell of an antiseptic. And so they would find the moonshine to use to clean all the, to sterilize all the equipment. And, you know, people would line up with everything from a, you know, broken leg to, a, you know, to, you know, whatever the, the illness. And the doctor, my grandma would just sit there and, and uh, take care of them. But to do that, they needed the local moonshiner and the distillate. And I, I don't know, for some reason, I just thought that was a that's great story. That's so cool. Yeah. No, that so, is, that's so like you really grew rad. up then in Kentucky then? I did. I was born in Lexington. Yeah. yeah. My, my parents had me at 19. Um, so they were still quite young when they had my, and my sister's four years uh, younger. Um, my dad's a dentist, uh, yeah. went to UK, uh, dental school. And then my grandmother and my grandfather were all in Lexington and my family is from Scott County, yeah. um, outside of Lexington and then Harlan, uh, which is in Eastern Kentucky. That's cool. That's cool. So what it brought is- So then what brought you to Utah then? So my mom's family uh, okay. moved to Sandy in the late seventies or Mormon and, uh, LDS. And, uh, so I started visiting here cause I love to ski. I love mountains and, uh, you know, Utah is spoiled in the riches of, yeah, of snow course, and yeah. mountains and access more importantly, when you don't have much money and you're, you know, you need to be close to an airport. And so I started coming out here and just fell in love with it. And, um, always kind of dreamed that this would be where I could raise kids and, you know, we could go motorcycling out, you know, out to Ella and, and head to Bonneville and then, you know, go into Zion and mountain bike yeah. and camp. And it's, you know, turns out it's a pretty great place for that. We weren't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that was uh, the that's right, always right good. choice. You were not disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> so Alpine distilling then when, how long has it been around? Yeah. So we started, I left J and J in December of 16. And so that's, I, I was starting going to go back to Kentucky to do some training and to reconnect with some friends in the industry and then yeah. just, just be prepared for the business. And, um, and then, yeah, we started, we got our license in the, the early summer, spring of 17. And, uh, we've been going at it ever since. Was that tough to get a, a like a distilling license in Utah? Is that a pretty tough process? Yeah, it, it was interesting. You know, the, um, the hard part was that I was talking to everyone in Kentucky and the route to market in Kentucky is pretty proven. There's not a lot of creativity as far as that goes. You know, you, you want to make bourbon, you want to, you know, you want to be good friends with the fire marshal, you know, you want need water, yeah. all of these things. And in, in Utah, we had to explain what we were doing, why we were different from a brewery, why we were different from a winery, uh, you know, what we were doing and why it made a, um, uh, why it was different and why we should get our permit. So it was a little, I would say it was a little bit harder, but there's always opportunity and challenges, right, man? And, and honestly, I, I'm, I really like my relationship with the DABC. We, at the time we had a fire marshal up in Summit County who had did his, um, oh, I just drew a blank when you do your missionary, when he, oh, he was yeah. a missionary in He's Kentucky, mission- in Eastern Kentucky. And so, did you know him from? No, Kentucky? oh, oh right, no, right, no, okay. not at all. And so, but when he started asking these questions, I'm like, man, this is the smartest non-drinker I've ever run into. <laughs> like and, he uh, sure knows his stuff. He really knows his stuff. And it turns out he did two years in, in Appalachia and wow. uh, was just a great guy. And so we really, um, I enjoy that, op- that opportunity to share, you know, cause this is, 
I was just telling um, a guy who works with us, you know, we're, we're on this, this lineage, right? Where, you know, when you decide to distill, when you decide to take a piece of corn and turn it into whiskey, you're putting yourself on this, on this path of people who have come long before you. And then there are people who will be long after us. And so you're in this, uh, this um, protective mode of sort of the art. Mm. And part of that, right, like anyone who does something they're proud of, is you want to talk about it. You want to share it. And um, for drinkers and non-drinkers alike, man, we love to, we love to, we, our doors are always open. You know, people kind of wander in when we're, you know, it's happened today. I had a bunch of, uh, we're doing some renovation and I'm distilling whiskey this morning and, you know, the air and the plumbers, you know, walking, Hey, what, what's going on over here? And Hey, uh-huh. let, me, let me tell you. So you give tours and everything at your distillery. Yeah. And we don't charge for tours. Okay. We have to, by law, we charge for tastings. Sure. Um, and that's set by the state and we're compliant with that. But the, uh, tours we never charge for, uh, you have to be over 21, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, we love, we love showing what we're doing. That is so cool. Yeah, man. Do you have any like family tricks or recipes that were handed down? You know, it, it's funny because yeah, on our on our wall in our kitchen, I've got a uh, I've got a recipe for wine uh, from um, from my granddad from my from Snooky, my grandfather, who uh, we just lost uh, last year uh, at ninety six. But nothing for whiskey. Uh, I wish I had some great you know um, some great insight Secret on that whiskey. Yeah, I re- something. But, but something. I re- what I remember is going to learning how to duck hunt. And being woken up at four in the morning and being in a blind and, and, and being given a mason jar and sort of here, this will warm you up sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, corn, hot, hot corn whiskey, uh, is, is, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to know. Good for duck hunting. It is good for duck hunting. <laughs> right on. Cool, you know, good to know. Yeah. 4.30 in the morning when you don't, when you would rather be asleep, you know, but, uh, <laughs> that'll wake you up. That'll definitely wake you up that'll for a minute. And then up. it's nap time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's so cool. But you know, a lot of it is too, there's not, there's not a lot of uh, surprise with whiskey making. It really is, you know, your choice of yeast matter a lot. The equipment that you're using and the choices and the methodology of how you're going to cook and prepare uh, a distillate or a wort or a mash, uh, all of that matters. But really, there's not a lot. There's not a lot that that you're hiding. You know, I mean, the the pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, your mash bill, which is your blend of grains, you know, I mean, some of that's a bit proprietary, but, you know, within five degrees of, of, of obvious with, with the taste. So when you taste someone's mash bill, you kind of go, oh, yeah, this is, this is weeded or this is a rye or this is a low rye or a high rye, or this is really corn heavy, or, you know, this has got a, obviously a bar, heavy barley influence, things like that. Most people who make whiskey can, can kind of tell what other people are doing. So instead of trying to be cute with it, you just be, you know, upfront and, and celebrate it and say, yeah, this is how right. much corn, how much wheat, how much barley we use. And, you know, if you want to duplicate it, you know, go for it. Yeah. Good luck. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I'd rather buy it. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. A lot, <laughs> a lot cheaper. Easier to buy it. Yeah. A lot cheaper. I can tell you that. What was the first product that you made? Was it a whiskey? It was, it was a hundred percent malted barley. And, um, and that was the, uh, that was the easiest. Um, and we, we had a, we had some equipment issues in the beginning, which set us back a little bit. Which Such was, as like what, what, uh, uh, well, we, we had, paid for equipment that was never made and never delivered. Oh, and that's not good. No, and ended up being uh, a lawsuit, which uh, it's funny with lawsuits. You know, I don't, 
lawyers are interesting, right? I mean, that's they're critical, and I, I value um, one of my good friends is my old college roommates, our lawyer here, and I totally value their skill set. But you can win and then not win. So we won our lawsuit, but never got equipment, and never got paid. So it's a uh, it is uh, it's so, an interesting is the, the win. Big distilling equipment that you that's right. I mean, that stuff can get expensive. Yeah, this yeah. was not this was a this was a big setback. Yeah. So we were we were um, we were doing the best we could with equipment that we could find at the time, and then re and again opportunity though we ended up getting a handmade pot still out of Alabama, which we love. And we ended up getting a handmade still out of uh, Detroit, Michigan, which we love as well. And so it ended up being a blessing because what my wife makes, uh, she's got a very dedicated piece of equipment that's specifically built for her. And then what we make for whiskey is a very dedicated piece of equipment that is that only does whiskey, only cooks cereal. Now, what does your wife make that uh, she needs a special? She makes also, my wife runs all of our gins. Oh, so okay. my okay. wife holds a diploma in gin from Edinburgh, Scotland. Wait, wait, wait. A diploma yeah. in gin? Yeah, so you guys make more. different things. Gin. We do, yeah. It's very and very, very different. And instead of trying to do it all in one, one piece of equipment, which mm-hmm. is economically makes more sense. Um, we, we made the decision to kind of split what makes botanicals and versus what cooks cereal. And again, they're really, really different processes. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. So yeah, my wife runs all of our botanicals. She's a female distiller and, um, she is, um, you know, highly decorated. Uh, I think she's awesome. Uh, just as a human, she's great as a mother. She's incredible, but as a gin maker, you know, I mean, man, if she were single and I were single, I'd be after her because this stuff is fantastic. <laughs> it's probably good you got married. Then, it is right? good yeah. we got married. Yeah, I think it's very, uh, yeah. I think it's very cool. So well, no, her, her gin is like fascinating. It, to well, me. let's. So we, you know, we thought it'd be fitting to pull out some alpine distilling, uh, we, and we appreciate you know, that. Uh, why, why we're talking to you and. Plus luckily, the bottles are pretty cute. Luckily, we had some gin here uh, that Chrissy's sipping on. What I mean, it's what are like your a, thoughts? Because I know okay. you're not typically a gin person, right. but you do like this gin. So I do. And okay, okay, I'm one of those people. It's like I appreciate gin and I want to love it because it sounds so classy, but it tastes like soap. Yes. Right. Yeah. And this does not taste like soap. Yeah. I am not a very high end person. <laughs> I don't know anything about actual distilling, but that's my. That's my like thumbs up from Chrissy. Oh, I think that, I mean, what could we ask for better than that? So first of all, thank you. And there is a lot of proprietary stuff in gin making. I will tell you, it's quite secretive. Um, We use, um, we kind of geek out on this. I don't know if you're familiar with the golden ratio, but the point. Oh, yes. I was just thinking yesterday how I want to really learn more about the golden ratio. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right. So it's because it's so exciting. And I mean, it's the, uh, you know, the divine mathematics, right? Da Vinci calls it. So the Fibonacci sequence uh, for anyone who's interested, anyone I haven't put to sleep yet, uh, is this, this, uh, the whole universe is built on this point. 618 sequence of numbers, right? So zero, 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 one, you know, zero plus one is one. And then one plus one is two and the two plus one, three, and it goes on at infinitum. And so what Sarah does is she balances her botanicals with respect to the golden ratio. So that's one that's really cool thing is quite unique to what we do. And then the second is all of our botanicals are vapor extracted. So there are a couple tricks that she okay. does when we source from around the world. Um, so the biggest thing is, is when you macerate, which is by far the most common, so it's like making a tea, mm-hmm. um, 
there is an effect of, of a mouthfeel that comes with that. Now that is by far the most popular. It's by far, you know, the most common way to make it. So I'm not bashing because there's some excellent gins made through maceration, but what Sarah wanted is I think what you're experiencing, which is a really sort of a soft, uh, gentle mouthfeel that is, um, and it's not perfumey. So there, there's, now that's a very deliberate floral gin because it has yes, hibiscus. Yes, but, but it's, it's like a good floral. Yeah. It's, and it's not overwhelming. Yeah, which I think is great. So it's not like drinking perfume. Exactly. Yeah, and, it, okay, this is kind of weird, but it kind of actually tastes like Lucky Charms right in the middle. Oh, you interesting. Know? Yeah. Like, right, like after the first taste and before the last taste, you're like, mm, yeah. Wow, I wonder what that it would re- be. Like, it really does. Yeah. Lucky Charms. Huh? Yeah. I'm a now, fan. Yeah, you were mentioning how it doesn't taste soapy. Do some yeah. people like that soapy taste of gin? Well, I mean, is that a taste some people like? Well, the, you know, the traditional Sailors? gins, right? The big, heavy juniper, right? Okay. And, uh, um, it, you know, juniper has been used as a medicinal, a botanical, 1,500 years before Christ, right? So the the, the history of using juniper for jaundice, for, for various ailments, uh, is as old as time, right? And so the key is to find the things that you want. There was a, there was a paper that was written, uh, a guy did his dissertation on 3,500 elements of the juniper berry from floral and aroma, yeah. which Whoa. I mean, so how great, I mean, that, that would be a fun guy to sit around, right? A campfire and yeah. start talking about, you know, beta pinenes and things of that nature. But for us, for the consumer, uh, really what it means is that there's such versatility that's available with botanicals and it really is about exploring what makes sense uh, for the palate that you like. So in the middle of that, so what you should be noticing is is ginger root, cardamom, and then dried orange. Those are really the elements that come out in the middle. Um, okay. Those are, I mean, that makes sense when you say it. Now I taste it. Before yeah. I'm like, it just tastes really good. Well, that's Which great. I don't usually think when <laughs> I drink it. Oh, yeah, that's great. They usually don't taste great. Yeah. Well, but, it's yeah. funny in Utah too, because you're drinking right from a bottle, right? So, I mean, you know, the Utah laws require us to drink, you know, like, like, like we're 18 going on our first party, like just bring a bottle and just drink it straight from the bottle, which I think is really funny. Um, but you also notice, you know, our state flower is the sago lily. And if you hold that bottle upside down, if you put the cork back on, it's a, it's a custom mold that's done in our state flower. So, and I was hard to see it, but isn't that neat? Oh, wow. The base, the base is the shape of the flower. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I know. See, it's stuff like that, that I love learning about on the podcast because I would have never known that. But now yeah. every time I see that bottle, I'm like, hey, check that out. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought Little it was secret. really pretty because it was all like shapely. <laughs> I like yeah. how you had to hey, put that cork back on before you tip it upside <laughs> yeah. down. And, yeah. You know, cause well, you know, I, cause well, I would have been the one who would have turned yeah. it upside down. When, oh, no. I'm, I'm embarrassed I'm, to say that you, you and I would have been in the same club. Cause I have, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I've done that more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I say, hey, let me show you something. They're like, what, a mop? Yeah, I guess. Because you get excited. You're not looking at the cork. You want to show them the bottom of the bottle, man. Yeah, yeah. It's important. All right, we're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. I love talking about these guys, utahmarijuana.org. They're your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to pause for a minute and give a shout out to my co-host on my other podcast, Tim Pickett. You guys remember him. Remember when we talked to him back on episode 420 and we found out all about medical marijuana here in Utah? Man, I love listening to Tim talk. He is so smart. Oh my gosh. UtahMarijuana.org. They're going to make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. 
With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And they have amazing information and ideas on if you're unfamiliar with the process, if you're unfamiliar with cannabis, what's a good way for you to learn how to slowly adopt it into your lifestyle? They've been so helpful for me. I promise you will not regret it. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Take advantage of that code GREEN25. You know, take $25 off your visit. Plus it tells them you came from I Am Salt Lake podcast. That way they know we're doing our job and sending people over to uh, to get their medical cannabis card because it is nice to have. And depending on where you're located in the Valley, they have clinics, uh, locations everywhere. Salt Lake, West Valley, uh, they make it easy, Bountiful, man. Bountiful Provo. Go to utahmarijuana.org. It's a beautiful website. Go check it out. You can set your appointment right there because isn't it time that you took control of your own health? utahmarijuana.org. Feel better. So I want to back up a little bit on, and your wife, gosh, she should have came in with us, I guess, and, and recorded this with us, but... So she went to school to learn how to make gin? So yeah, so the program in Scotland is a it's a test, it's an exam. Uh, it's essentially your 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 what's the word? But you're essentially proving a level of competency or level of knowledge. Yeah. And then you get a diploma in that uh, thing and you know, English uh, education I think is more progressive, although we're starting to see some changes. Uh, I don't know if your kids are back in school. Ours are online and we love it. Yeah. Actually, we, we really love the, 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 some of the skills that our boys are learning, yeah. you know, with time management and stuff. But anyway, back to Sarah. So you get all this, this data and then you go and do sessions and then you have to pass an exam and it's, um, um, it's quite a difficult exam. I was intimidated by the practice tests that she was taking because, you know, you have to know, aspects of Angelica root, you know, the history and, and different names and where it grows best and when to pick it and when to not pick it and what do you use and what do you not use. And that's true with hundreds of different botanicals. And I, I don't know, I was wow. quite, I was quite proud of her. You've, she's just become like an herbalist. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's did exactly she have to right. go to Scotland for this? She did. Yeah. Like, she was in Scotland and, and she's been a few times, uh, multiple trips obviously yeah. for this, but yeah, you go to the Royal Botanical Gardens, I think is where you, you, you do all this, which is, you know, it's just, I mean, if again, you're going to do it, you might as well do it right, I guess. <laughs> well, and the Scots are, um, in my opinion, uh, outside of the Utahns, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I think the Scotland, if you had to pick a country that's doing botanicals better than anyone else, it's Scotland. Now, if you had to pick an American state that's doing botanicals better than anyone else, it's Utah by a, I think, in Explain my opinion. that. What do you mean by that? What, what do you well, mean doing botanicals better? Like? So, so people who are, so specifically, you know, um, uh, New World uh, Water Pocket, I mean, uh, I think ourselves, there are. Oh, some of the are, other distilleries yeah, around town. The gotcha. level of talent in the state of Utah for producing excellent, I don't mean good, but I mean excellent botanical spirits is through the roof. It's just, uh, it's just through the roof. I wish there was state to state competitions because I'd put us up against anybody. Why do you think that is? Why do you think? You know, um, that's a great question. I don't know. Maybe because it's, it's, we have to work a little bit harder. Maybe. Yeah. Like you have to be a little more creative because our restrictions are so unique. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, which, which I think can, like you said, can be an asset. It forces yeah. everybody here to be a little bit more creative and work harder. And, and that's true with water, you know, the sourcing of water and making sure that we're not being wasteful. Uh, that's true with where we bring botanicals in because we do, there are, you know, mugwort, there's sage out here, right? Artemisia and Artemisia is one of the largest botanical families on the planet. Oh, totally. I know that. But, yeah. but it's, uh, but our mugwort, our sage that you drive through here, I mean, it's really bitter. We've mm-hmm. tried to do some things when it's tough. So I think that, yeah, I just think that everybody who makes botanical spirits in Utah should be applauded. And there's just, there's some excellent stuff being made, yeah. you know, just yeah. excellent stuff. I so. had no idea. I mean, I knew. I used to be a big beer drinker and sure. I mean, there are some fantastic beers coming out of yeah. this state. You know, it's, maybe, it's Utah thing, right? We just take pride and we do things well, right? It's funny. I, I went to dinner last night with uh, some friends who I, I met originally in Austin and then they now live in Charlotte. And he started with a salt fire, then went to a, another beer, which I apologize, and then a Shades. Yeah. And he, uh, Brian, and he looked up, he goes, man. These are excellent yeah. beers. And I'm like, at, salt fire. Oh yeah. As yeah. so like, I, 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 I hear that. Right. I hear that, you know, that the, the, the beer being made here is just world-class. And so, well, and then, and then there's more and more distilleries opening up here. And so, um, I'm sure that is only adding fuel to the fire of goodness. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where I was going well, with neat, that, but everybody, well, like you said, like the, everybody focuses when they do botanical based blends, yeah. like they, they really, it seems like everyone here really does it for the love of the art form. Yeah. I would, I would say that that it, would you consider that a Utah trait? Cause I kind of do. I know. I notice people I like, like We're hikers, hard, hardworking entrepreneurs. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Be a hive state. Well, well I mean, but this isn't, know. this isn't a place that humans, I don't think we're supposed to live. Right. So, I mean, all of us, we have to think about our wastes and our, mm-hmm. our consumption of natural resources. And, and so for, if you're a hiker here, you know, you're, you tend to be a pretty good hiker. I mean, I do ski mountaineering and my son does. And what I've noticed is that like, if someone says, Hey, let's go climb a mountain and ski down they they're serious about it. Like their level of avalanche knowledge is high. Their, their local you know, terrain knowledge is high. I just, you know, motorcyclists are the same way. Mountain bikers are the same way. I just find that there's a Utah spirit, right? And I, double entendre, right? And uh, um, I wish I was more creative than that. I'd probably do better packaging, but, but there's a, just wow. a, there's a spirit that goes into being a Utah mm-hmm. and, um, and I just, I, I love that. And yeah. I, I think our kids are going to, you know, I think our ki- all of the kids are going to grow up just saying, you know, we can do anything. We can figure a way out, you know, take care of your neighbor, you know, be respectful, you know, slow down, just be cool. Right. I mean, it's uh, but yeah, I love that aspect of it's, uh, Utah. It's neat. There is a, a passion in general here. Like everybody kind of is a little bit more passionate about their the thing they love or the thing they're interested in than yeah. than other areas. I don't know why, but it's really cool. We have yeah. a lot of neat people. Yeah. And we find that's the one part when people don't do it, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. So you're talking about distilleries. Like, so for us, yeah. we don't, we, we lay down, you know, we lay down about 40 something barrels a month of whiskey Wow. and we don't temperature control or humidity control our barrels. We've specifically worked towards uh, the proof of the distillate into the barrel. And then also the type of barrel that we're buying and from who, which Cooper to produce a spirit that we think best represents Utah, period. We think that we make the best Utah whiskey, period. Now, there's some great Utah whiskeys, and I don't want to mean to be controversial, but that's our our strategic statement is that we want to make the best spirit that 
taste like Utah to come out of Utah. Well, sounds and, like I need to try some. And uh, yeah. I'm still listening. Excuse me while I pour it. Yeah, please do. Please do. But as part of that, that I, you know, there are some that definitely embrace it, right? There are definitely distillers who embrace that Utah spirit, uh, you know, uh, especially the older guy, you know, Sugar House and people who've been around, they're making great stuff. And I think that's really important that the people who've been around more sort of make sure that that continues. Now you should notice. Uh, it smells good. I haven't tried it yet. Well, you should notice. So, so, you know, ideally a bourbon is balanced with, with what you're going to get out of the distillate and then the sugars that are available in the wood, right? So the first thing that you should notice, and we do a slow toasting on all of our barrel barrels is that you should get a lot of vanilla out of it. Mm. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah like good. good sweet. Yeah. Good. No, that's great. Well, I want that. And then the char level, um, which we do is you, you, you create a char level, but more importantly behind that, you create what's called a red level. And that's when you think about like caramelizing onions or something, right? When you burn something, you're converting, in this case, hemicellulose and cellulose into sugars, available sugars. And so, and wood interact, I'm sorry, water interacts with those sugars better than distillate interacts with them. So what you want to do is create an environment where you're going to pull out the, the butterscotch, the caramel. So like we get a lot of notes to talk about like glazed donut flavors and like um, marshmallow, spicy raisins, things of that nature. Mm. Um, and that is very different. If we made this exact same distillate in, in Kentucky, you, we'd be talking about more traditional Kentucky cinnamon, smoky type of bigger flavors. So what is it about the barrels that really helps with the flavor? Is it that the wood is sourced from that area or like what yeah, what's the whole thing? Yeah, so it's a lot of it is the wood. We have two. We use two coopers. Uh, one uses oak from Arkansas. These are all American oak, and then the other uses Appalachian oak, and they're they're in southeastern Ohio. So they use Kentucky, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio oak, um, and they definitely bring us different flavor profiles. For that one, that is an Appalachian oak, uh, aged a minimum. It's a straight bourbon, so eight, which means a age minimum of two years, uh, and that's what straight means. And, um, it's like uh, really, it's not too harsh. Good. You know, it's very gentle. It's like, is that weird to say it's kind of a gentle bourbon? No, I think it's wonderful. It's, it's very good. Sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. I know. No, I think that's good. Usually you need like a chaser, like some pickle juice or something. This is great. <laughs> wow. That's you went old school with the pickle <laughs> juice. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Chris is a pickle bag. Like, yeah. I don't have a lot of class. I'm cool with it. Yes. <laughs> no, yummy. that's great. So you have a whiskey and a gin. What else do you got? You got, you got anything else? Well, we do, um, a couple different whiskeys. We do, okay. we actually actively cook four mash bills. So different types of, uh, of grain blends. Uh, we do two different gins. So that's the hibiscus gin. And then there's that exact gin without the hibiscus in it. So it'd be clear. And then we do have a vodka and that's the base of, of the gins. And then we have a couple of cores. So we have a, we do a spiced, uh, a bourbon. I bring that bourbon in from Kentucky, uh, it's called Lafayette. So it's apricot, primrose, and cinnamon bourbon. And then we have our preserve, which is, uh, which started this whole thing. And that's blood orange, uh, candied raspberry, lemon balm, ginger, and uh, black tea. Interesting. Which is that's awesome. That's why this stuff tastes so good. That all sounds really yummy. Yeah. We like this it. actually tastes like the things that you're describing. Oh, that's awesome. It's, yeah. Anything uh, you're working on that you care to share or is anything top secret that you care to breaking news to I Am Salt Lake yeah. podcast <laughs> listeners? Well, we're actually trimming down some of the portfolio. Okay. So we're actually trying to work on laying down more of our proven uh, spirit that people really want more of because we, we, we tend to run out. Okay. Um, and so it's hard for 
bars and restaurants and clubs to carry us because, you know, that all run out of that bourbon. And so a lot of it was economic when we started making this, you know, we were, you know, kind of laying down what we could afford to lay down. But a lot of it too was just a study group. I wanted to have, uh, we did a lot of various barrels, a lot of things to figure out what was going. Cause there's a lot, there's tremendous amount of data and research available about what happens with whiskey at sea level or what happens in certain environments. But there's so the elevation affects the flavor. And oh everything? yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that probably makes sense. I'm just not smart enough to understand why. Yeah, no, it, That's it, cool. it definitely does. And so a lot of us are test pilots and, and a lot of the distillers here have sort of developed relationships with the Coopers on what barrels they want and how to make them. And that's, um, you know, that's really exciting. I think, I think it's really exciting. So it's just you and your wife at the distillery or, or who well, we else have a, Yeah, we have a distiller, Tyler, yeah. who we poach from okay. Uinta. Okay. Um, and we own a bar as well on Main Street oh. and Park City. And so we've got a couple tremendous, uh, talent, you know, there, Megan, who, uh, is our, uh, our lead bartender there. She's just, you know, she's just, a so skilled. I mean, she's coming up with things and flavor profiles that, that are so great. And Adrian who works with her is just, again, just, we're so lucky to have a tremendous talent that, uh, that choose to spend their days with us, which is great. What's the name of the bar? Uh, pie bar. Pie, it's bar. pie bar. Yeah. Cause you know, if you, if you're going to have an old fashioned and a slice of pecan pie and you're not in a good mood, uh, frankly, I just don't want to know you. And where, you know? what's, what's the address of that? So we can send listeners there. Yeah. It's a lower level of 350 main. Okay. So it's right down from the Egyptian theater. It's okay. a small place. You know, we seat 16 people. Uh, again, it's, it's, uh, it's not a moneymaker for us, but it's a great vehicle for us to, to, move spirits and sort of very controlled methods. So people, you know, a lot of people, like you were saying, I'm not a gin drinker. Well, let me show you a couple of cocktails. Let me show you what this does in a French 75 or a Bramble or yeah. uh, a few of the things that Megan and Adrian. It's make. almost like um, a high level tasting room. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly right. And it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's, um, it's very, yeah, very low key. And very, very low key. So but, like a, yeah. like a little speakeasy or something, right? Yeah. Like just real small hole in the wall. Yeah. I mean, what it's funny because a lot of times with speakeasies, you'll see this, um, uh, dedication to craft cocktails that yeah. are, that are really sort of over the top. I mean, doing some killer stuff and there's some wonderful bars and, and bartenders in, again, in the state of Utah. I mean, places like Lake Effect are do great work, I think with cocktails. Uh, there's just, a, there are a lot of examples. Um, for us, we do, we really sort of stick with the classics. Um, my thing had always been, I've always asked the bartenders, please don't create a cocktail that I can't make, which means, you know, ice in a bottle and maybe then one other thing, you know, and I'm uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, if there's a blender or like foam involved, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. Can I have like Sprite and gin yeah. and just put them together? <laughs> if that's what you like, then absolutely we can accommodate right on, that. Right yeah. Those are yeah. some of the best drinks though in the blender, man. I see. I'm, I'm a fan oh, yeah. of frou-frou girly drinks. I love them. I love mm-hmm. a good drink. I wish I liked them. I'm always like, eh. put a little umbrella yeah. in there and I'm yeah. a happy camper. Oh, oh man. Like this tiki movement yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, I think it's great. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying no, no, it's know, better, know, but know, yeah, we're just, I'm, it's uh, adorable. <laughs> well, you know, Sarah, my wife and I met and married in New Orleans and, you know, the drive through daiquiri stores are famous and Bloody Marys and daiquiris. When I think of drinking in New Orleans, I think of Bloody Marys, great Bloody Marys. They have drive throughs And drive through daiquiri stores. Yeah. So if it's got a little piece of scotch tape on the little, you know, the little X on the yeah. plastic lid, the uh-huh. solo lid, it's not an open container because that tape what? is, oh, that tape, no kid can get through tape. 
I mean, that's that's Scotch tape. I mean, that is see, that's like so. You, you met sealed. your wife there, or that's where you got married? We, yeah, we met and married in New Orleans. Yeah, Wait, is that where she's from? Uh, no, she she graduated school. I'm um, a bit older than she is, and yeah. uh, was down working at Tulane University. Okay, and I met her at a Target. Uh, in New Orleans. And yeah, I met her actually. I met her. I, uh, I lived in New Orleans, but yeah, I met her. I was out at Target shopping and we met. It was my best friend's uh, birthday party. So he was having a poker tournament. Okay. And uh, and I was like, hey, you know, if you're bored, come on out to his poker game. And she was like, uh. And she followed me out. And um, turns out she's really bad at poker. And so I had to like lose deliberately, which broke my heart a little bit, but showed her I was committed to her, you know, by, by like throwing down a lot so of kings and stuff. She showed up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, First she night. followed you there. She followed me there. Gotcha. And then we got I'm married. I'm connecting the dots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She didn't want to ride in the car with me. That's that, fair. That would have been too fair. much. Good and this her. was a big party. This was a good time. But yeah, Sarah's a, a, a lucky man. So yeah, it's good stuff. Now, are any of your products available outside of Utah or is everything just in Utah right now at this point? Yeah, no, most of our products are outside of uh, Utah. U- Utah is not our busiest market. Really? Uh, Las Vegas and Florida uh, are our busiest Florida. areas. Uh, upper state New York um, and then online, uh, we do quite well with that. And we're getting ready to expand in some new states. Um, and so, yeah, we were in Idaho. I, that that gin does really well. And in fact, we just sent a pallet out this today. To, um, to, to Idaho, Idaho. Huh? yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, the the, the folks in Boise uh, tend to to really like that. We had a tour. Speaking of tours, we had like twenty bar owners that came down last weekend uh, for um, for a weekend in Park City, which is awesome. And then they had to tour the distillery and pick up a whole bunch of Lily Lake. So that's so, man, it is so good. Yeah, like, thanks. I. It's really good. People really need to try it. Oh, thank you yeah. for that. Well, Lily Lake, too. Have you been up there in the Uintas? Uh-uh. Yeah. So it's one of our favorite areas. We winter camp a lot and you can rent, you know, uh, yurts good up there. Good for you guys. And that sounds very uncomfortable. It is. It's cold. Yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> but uh, the dog loves it. We have a lab. As, you know, <laughs> Doing it for the dog. Doing right? it for the dog. She loves it. You know, <laughs> take me out. And it's funny too, right? We'll, um, I'll go to put my shoes on and she's like, you know, you did this once and we ended up in that yurt and it was awesome. Are we going to do that today? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. We're just going to walk around the, walk Aww, around the neighborhood. She's disappointed. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you, I mean, you said you're in Florida. Like, how does that happen that you're sell a lot in Florida? You just go there and market a lot or, or what? How does. Yeah. We just Florida? got approached to it. We got approached to selling. I mean, that preserve that we do that, that liqueur is, yeah. is a excellent low proof yeah. cocktail. So, and then we do a lot of that with Vegas as well. So just soda water I got you. and preserve. And it's a, you know, a low proof spirit that's got low sugar, but super high flavor. And, um, so it was quite popular. Um, is, is that intimidating? Um, let me see if I can figure out how to phrase this. Cause to me, you know, I make this product, right? I, I, I like, let's pretend I was the owner of Alpine distilling. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know all my locals are going to support me. Right. Like I know everybody in park city is going to support me, everybody in Salt Lake, but then you go to a new market and I mean, they got all the commercial beverages there. And so yep. all of a sudden it's like, well, who's Alpine? I mean, that must be kind of intimidating to go into a market sometimes like that. No, you know, what's fun is, uh, Sarah and I were in Hong Kong and, uh, and we were selling in Hong Kong and you know, what was amazing is the, uh, um, and I'm probably not talking about Alpine products enough, so I apologize about that, but the, but we're, we're there, we set up our little banner and, um, everyone wants to talk about their vacation in Utah. Okay. Like people were like with this couple from Hungary who own a winery, they, they came in uh, and they're like, we spent our honeymoon. We spent a month in Utah. We went to Zion. Have you been to Zion? Yes. 
you know, we went to Bryce. You ever been to Bryce? Yes. And, you know, so all they wanted to do was talk about Bryce Canyon and, uh, and Zion and, yeah, and yeah. Bear Lake. And so it's, you know, you kind of end up being a steward of, uh, of the state, which is really, really great. So, and the same thing, I was in Shanghai for work and uh, for, for Alpine and the same sort of thing. You put up Utah and it, you know, all of a sudden people want to talk about, you know, hiking and being outdoors and camping. And hopefully we make spirits that emulate that. So I think to answer your question, you know, there are a lot of people probably in hot, humid Southern Florida who aspire to be, yeah, and you, you know, and where you are, yeah. right? In Salt Taste Lake. the refreshment. Well, yeah. 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 No, and I, go, I guess I do it. the same thing. When I go to a bar, especially out of state, a lot of times I'll be like, hey, I want to try something new. What do you got? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when people will be like, hey, I got this great whiskey from Alpine Distilling. Give, yeah. it, give it a whirl. And there are some, you know, like, uh, there are some speakeasy bars in Rochester, New York that are, that do killer stuff with our, our spirits. There's some places in Orlando that just like, you're like, what, where did blueberries come in? You know what I mean? Like how, who thought of this? And it's, why is it so great? So it's, uh, yeah, it's really fun. That's awesome. How do you guys find out, find out about that when people, if people come up with like cocktails with your, uh. Liquors. Yeah. Social media has been pretty great for that. So, um, They'll tag you in it or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And that's right pretty, on. and so we've been part of, there's a, there's a, a, a group in Hawaii that does just killer, you know, cocktails and loves our spirit and, and pretty, pretty supportive. And so that's been great. Um, and so, yeah, generally speaking, it, the internet's kind of shrunk the world for us a little bit when it comes to some of that's those things. That's a fair point. And also like to, to answer your question, I mean, it's, it's earlier, some, the irony is, it, it's often easier to sell in Nevada than it is in Utah because of some of the laws. Um, and so distribution in a state where it's a business tends to be a little bit more assertive, you know, and more creative. Uh, we're here, our customer is the state of Utah. And so, which um, again, we're grateful for, but we, you know, it tends to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit slower paced. And so you could get, you know, Chris's bar and grill to, to love what we're doing, but getting you the product sometimes might be is, difficult. Yeah, it's a little. It's just a different pathway. You know, it just it it just requires a little bit different effort, and that's so. Oh, it's not easier or harder. It's just a different different mm-hmm. path. A little. It's, it's a long play. How did the, the long con versus yeah, the, the long con? con. I was yeah. watching The Wire again the other day, and the guy's like, "Oh, he's playing the yeah. short con. He should be Everybody playing the long con." Everybody talks about The Wire. Is it good? Yeah, no, I need to watch I mean, it. I mean, yeah. Sidetrack here, but I so, probably uh, need to watch it. I have watched it nonstop for 12 years. I have been watching wow. it. Just like rerun? I have been watching it nonstop. Start at season one? Go yeah. what, season, season five. Five, is that yeah, five yeah. season? I have been lo- literally watching it nonstop. That's, nice. like, that's like my It's Always Sunny it's, in Philadelphia. Just yeah. never yeah. gets which old, I've, man. Which I've never watched. <gasps> no! Yeah, which well, I, and like I hear laughing? it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you like laughing? <laughs> I hear it's great, right? It's yeah. so funny. I just, uh, it's one of the, you know, you get in the habit. Especially like being in the liquor business, right? It's a bar and drinking. So I got to tell you a funny story. So Sarah, so speaking of the podcast, yeah. so Sarah calls and she goes, hey, we got a dinner tonight. There's a woman, uh, she's a writer. She loves the gin. We're going to go. And I'm like, oh, can you go? you know get you just do it and she's like uh oh and her husband by the way was an actor in the wire and i'm like <laughs> you're Where? like you got Where? me i was like i'm i'm going right now i was wearing it like a, your she told wife me, just catfished you I, she did <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm still at work wearing a dickies one piece and i'm like let's go we're going to st regis right now so That's awesome. yeah so doug's become a friend which is really good but uh so yeah. do you guys watch the wire together you know, it's, a, it's, it's like a personal thing. Would that be weird? Yeah. So no, for him, yeah. yeah. Actually, he had some great stories, which is really cool. And he didn't mind talking about it. Which and he was, didn't you know, ruin the show for you, right? He definitely did not. That's important. It. Yeah. Good. It's, it's just the greatest 
you know, it's just the greatest writing and acting. This it's very natural, very real, and I like stuff like that, right? I I don't like a lot of polish and fluff, and you know, and and it's again, it's 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 like the way we make spirits, right? We just want to be, you know, the door is open. You want to ask us a question, we'll we'll answer the question. I mean, there's just nothing secretive. I just don't feel there's anything great that comes out long term for that, right? Right. And so if I want to watch Maker's Mark being made. Uh, I can go and watch Maker's Mark being made. There's nothing behind a curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, some places it's much more difficult to find that, right? It's difficult. Well, at the end you know. of the day, it's really all about the the skill of the person doing it. So it's like, yeah. it seems like it's always great to share information with everyone because then people can take it and make something their own with yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So I like that. Well, and bands are like that, right? I mean, there are some bands that you're just, you know, even if there are- They take inspiration from somewhere, Yeah, right? that's right. And yeah. But but you can see when they play, right? It's funny, actually, I wanted to mention, I was, I was driving, I get in the canyon to drive down here, and I turn on, and Bob Weir's Salt Lake City song yeah. was on, and I was like, well, that's got to be, yeah. that's got to be something, right? That's got to be a symbol. And so, but I, because I was coming here, I was listening to it more intently. And I think that that's the beauty of, of any art form, like to just to take like what you guys are doing. I mean, just to take conversation and turn it into something of value, right? I mean, I'm taking corn that could be a grit or a hominy or a popcorn at a movie theater. And I'm choosing to, to c- turn that carbohydrate into a fermentable sugar and then ferment that sugar into a distillate, you know, into an alcohol uh, with a lot of alcohols in there. Right. But to take out the, take out the acetyl, uh, 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 um, the ethyl acetates, all of those things, which you don't want to grip for fingernail polish, but not for drinking. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I, I choose to take the distillate and put it into a barrel and wait, you know, at least two years and then pour it into a bottle and hopefully you like it. And I think it's the same thing, man. And, and so, you know, it's, it's interesting that out of the COVID, you know, I think we're going to see a lot less people interested in putting on a suit and tie and going to a high rise and hopefully more people figuring out that, you know, that there's more opportunity. And you were talking before, you know, about about being a tattoo artist or a musician or mm-hmm. uh, um, or a podcaster or, you know, an, uh, uh, a, a photographer or, you know, a distiller. It's um, any and kind I, of creative endeavor. It, it does yeah. seem like, you know, and I hate to be positive about it because there's a lot of negative, too. But like we were talking about earlier, it seems like COVID really kind of pushed those of us who have always felt like, man, it would be cool to do something creative. Yeah. It really, it pushed us just a little bit harder and it pushed a lot of people over the edge to be like, I'm just going to go for it. And it's been really fun to see all of the neat things that have come out of that. Yeah, that's right. And I think that that it, it reinforces a lot of, um, you know, we, we, I've always wanted to make spirits that are social lubricants, right? I have, uh, we're not a jump off the cliff company, uh, which is great. They have their place. We're not a two o'clock in the morning shots company. Those are great. They have their place. We're not really a get drunk company, right? We're, uh, it, you it's know, a we, tasting. These are very tasting liqueurs. I, I, like, I want to think, mm, yeah, mm, I want to mm, think mm. if you, if you gather with friends, you know, I want to be a spirit that reinforces a good story or just uh, an evening together or, um, you know, just something of that nature. And I, again, I, it sounds corny, right? But to me, that was the the part of Utah that I always loved, which is that you just see people out. You see people out with their kids, you know, you see people out in the park and throwing Frisbee and hiking. And we want to be a part of that. And so that tends to mean that we are trying to produce spirits that are a little less volume, you know, but higher in quality. And, you know, and, and when people choose to buy 
one of our, you know, one of our, you know, when the results of our hard work, we want to feel like they you know, also yeah. know that the door's open and Hey, I'd like to see this pot, you know, what, what's the pot still's name? It's Alifair, my great grandmother's name. I'd like to see Alifair, you know, come on in. Let me tell you why we do Bain Marie heating instead of direct heat. Or if you, if you're interested, let me tell you about how the copper is treated and how we, where, how and how and when we clean it. You know, I mean, all these kind of things that I think are pretty cool. So, yeah. you know, again, I can, and I can also put you to sleep pretty quickly. You know, I mean, some of the stuff I really geek out on. You were mentioning earlier how it's easier to sell your liquor like in Nevada over Utah. Yeah. Is there a law that you would wish didn't exist in Utah that would make your life a lot easier? Or is that kind of putting you on? I don't know. I don't want to no, get you in trouble, no but pressure. I was just wondering like if there's like, you know, you're like, gosh, if this one law, just stupid law didn't exist. It might it reduce just, friction It would for just you. make my life a lot easier. Well, there are certainly things that need that, that in any laws, right? Uh, law is, um, especially civic aspects, you know, they're dynamic. They need to change with the times, but honestly, we're seeing a lot of change and we are seeing that there are a lot of really good legislative change. You may be aware the DABC has a new head. Um, and she, Tiffany is her name and she's just one, she's super, super intelligent. Uh, she carries herself as someone who's very empathetic and compassionate to both sides of the coin. But to answer your question, without disrespect to any of the States that we sell in, um, the, the fear is, is when laws and values of the community don't align. And the fact is the laws and the values of the community with regards to the DABC, they, they align. And we need to, uh, we need to appreciate that and respect that. And, and when Mitt Romney calls for a sanitizer and we deliver sanitizer to the office, we go, that's a little victory, right? That's a little bit of a win, you know, they that finally appreciate you. So we, yeah, we, we, we Mitt calls you up and asks for some sanitizer. Yeah, huh? And so, and that's we, and we provide, you know, ethanol, it's ethanol. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. making vodka. It's yeah. ethanol and, and, you know, and a humectant. So your skin doesn't dry out and then something to, to, you know, break apart the cells. It's a really simple process, right? Hydrogen peroxide, ethanol, and water, and and then uh, you know we use glycerin. Well, as simple to you, I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> well, but, yeah. it's, but it's not it's online. True. Yeah, yeah be but like it, glycerin. Well, How but, do I spell that? Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, v- vodka is just ethanol and water for us. Like we never add any sugars or anything else. So some people do choose to, but that's not our path. And so, but it's just simple formulas, right? I mean, if it's you know when I sell you vodka, it's forty proof. It's it's sixty percent water. You know, 80, you know, 40%, uh, 80 proof is a uh, 40% um, uh, ethanol, but yeah, the, the, so little wins like that, I think are kind of cool, right? That, es- mm. that ethanol was from Utah and turned into a sanitizer, which people use our first responders, you know, during the COVID um, they were panicking because no one could get a hold of anything. So we provided sanitizer for a ton of retirement um, uh, homes. That's and really then cool. all of our uh, sheriffs, our nursing staff, our, uh, first uh, first responders up in Summit County, we provided sanitizer for uh, like mosquito abatement uh, group. I forget what county, was that Morgan County? Uh, it's been a while, you know, but it was just kind of neat to remind maybe non-drinkers that there's also value kind of back to what I was yeah. talking about with my grandma, right? That there are, there's value in what we do and we're not, I, I'm, I'm a motorcyclist and I'm a non-drinker. I, I want to drive on the roads with my kids and we got electric bikes this summer, right? I want, I want to know that my kids can ride, uh, to, uh, to get a cupcake or they've been riding to Seven Eleven lately to get, uh, uh, slushies. Uh, and I want to know that they're on the street with people who are sober. I'd like, I'd prefer to see we have better text 
don't text and drive laws. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that would make me feel better than anything we're doing with alcohol. But in Utah, we can celebrate that we have quite low uh, drunk driving percentages. And so we should be proud of that. Absolutely. And so I don't, so would I win with a policy that, but then what would I trade for it? You know, frankly, I think we're on a, I think we're on a pretty good path. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. There's a few, um, we call them standard Salt Lake City questions. I know you're yeah. in Park City, so I, I always like to kind of shift this to Park City when we bring a Park City person through here. Uh, but we have family and friends, you know, they visit us. Like, let's say family visits you from Kentucky. Yeah. They're like, show us around, right? Yeah. They, they, they come up to Park City. Where, where do you take people to show them around up there? I mean, just like the tour, like. What's the, what's the Rob tour? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like to, um, we like to get out a little bit, right? Okay. So we like to hike and, you know, and, and there's a couple great spots for hiking. I mean, Lambs Canyon's awesome okay. for okay. hiking. Oh yeah. Uh, as long as they haven't read much about, was it Jeffrey Dahmer that put the bodies up there? Is that <laughs> oh, the, yeah. uh, I was up and, and, uh, okay. my wife, but that thing. makes you want to go yeah, there, yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah. My wife's uncle was like, where are the bodies? And I was like, oh, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Lambs Canyon's are pretty cool. Uh, I think a nice hike, you know, okay. what's neat about living here, right. Is, is, well, today you drop a couple degrees. Um, it's still pretty hot, but I mean, you can go up, uh, and go to, um, guardsman's or something. And it's always a little bit cooler. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's a pretty neat thing. You know, the Wasatz is such an interesting range. It's like this little slither of mountains that when people can actually get a perspective and see, you know, how really how fragile and how kind of how close we all are. Yeah. I think that that's a pretty fun thing to do. So Olympic Park is really fun. Uh, you know, if they're mountain biking, you know, the mid mountain trail is just awesome. Right. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on uh, to drive up to Garrison's Pass and hike around there is pretty great. Uh, you know, Tipinagos is super, super sure. cool. Um, some of the history, you know, we love sending people to Temple Square and seeing, you know, how hard people had to work to uh, to settle our great town. It's also nice to give directions when everything is north and south, right? Down the roads. It's, uh, it's like, what's the address? Oh, this can be really easy. East. Go to the mountains. Yeah, but it confuses east. people that from out of state, That never helped though. me. Which was you shocking, know what I mean? right? They can't figure out where north and south No, and for east real. When I moved here from out of state, everybody's like, oh, if you're looking for, you know, east, look for the mountains. And I'm like, there are literally mountains. <laughs> 360 <laughs> degrees it's around me. big mountains, yeah. though. What size of mountains are yeah. we talking about? Yeah, the big about? ones. Come yeah. on. Yeah, no, but. The big ones. It's true. But it is nice to have a little bit of. Of, uh, you know, <laughs> north and south and east and west knowledge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of built for it, right? I mean, it's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, you do need a compass, like a Boy Scout, you know, you sort of you walk You totally do. And, yeah. I hate it when people are like, it's on the north side of the building. And I'm just like, so is that left or right when I drive in? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that's such a Utah thing, right? So our alarm, our alarm for our building, we have, well, we could have what, five front doors and two roll up doors. Right. And so we have all these emergency and you know, all this stuff. And the, uh, yeah, the alarm guys, uh, put in like North, Northwest, South, Southwest doors. And the first time we had a problem with the alarm, I was like, Oh, where the hell's the Southwest door? I was like, you know, you're kind of, are the birds flying yet? You know, where's the sun in the sky? You know, yeah, you're exactly. trying to figure it out. But if you're a Utah, which these guys were there, that's, well, that's North. So that's the Northwest door. They and just I'm like, know. Yeah. It's crazy. And Good I'm for like, you guys. I'm like, how cool is that? Native Utahns. Yeah. I was like, that's, yeah, that's pretty great. You want to get lost, right? There's a uh, people you want to, uh, Oh yeah. They you want to take them hiking. That's right. Yeah. Do that television mm -hmm. show. You got to eat bark or whatever that, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> like in the woods. survival. Yeah. Something, survivor. Something. Yeah. Survivor. I've never yeah. watched it. I'm terrible. You're too busy with the uh, Philadelphia shows. 
<laughs> well, that's true. I'd prefer to laugh. Yeah. So, you know. So do you live in Park City then? We do. What's the, what's the temperatures up there? It must be a lot cooler up there. Right yeah, now. I mean, it's been warmer, but yeah, I mean, yeah. we generally 15 okay. degrees or so I was up. Saying, that must have been rough to come down off that mountain. Yeah, and we're not up, up, up. We're not, you know, okay. we're right near okay. near Kimball Junction. So, I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. so we're right. Um, we've lived in the same. So we've we've been up there 11 years. And um, yeah, we love it. Wouldn't trade it. Probably better air out there too. Well, yeah. I mean, it tends to be a little bit yeah, nicer. It's hazy right now because of those, the fires. Yeah, because yeah. those mm-hmm. uh, California fires. But but you know, it's nice too because of the trails. Sure. You know, to get out and hike, and that's the thing. You know, life is better. For we talk about with with the wood, right? But the there's a lot of a lot of science about ion bait. You know, forest bathing. The Japanese call it. Right. And huh. so like, are, is that just kind of like a becoming one with nature? Yeah. But just actually getting the ions from, you know, from just the outdoors, right. From trees or from salt air, you know, people who are on the coast oh, yeah. tend to be happier. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's just a lot of benefit in Utah. I think there's just a lot of places to forest bathe. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. What do we like to do with people? Get them out of the house. What about you know? favorite local eating spots? Do you got some favorites up there in Park City? What are some of your favorite spots to shove food in from. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's sky, there's so many great places, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there are, yeah, too numerous to, to pick. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a funny town because we have 4 million tourists, right? It's a town. Well, when we moved there, it was 7,000 people. I think we're closer to 20,000 now. I don't know where the water comes for all those people, but the, um, we tend to be, we joke about it. There are a lot of great, like Friday night restaurants, but there's not a lot of, there's still uh, so absence of like great Tuesday places. So there's some nice little taco places to go to there are a couple little pizza places that are growing. We've had a couple Thai restaurants open up in the last year. Okay. And now so we're if, talking. If we get a yeah, Korean barbecue are. up there, I mean, I'm never leaving. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm putting the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some nice options and we're, you know, we, we've a lot of, a lot of support for Alpine and places like, like Twisted Fern where we went at dinner last night. Um, you know, Hearth and Hill does a great job of supporting us. Obviously places like the Spur, um, you know, no name. There's some great spots, you know, blind dog. We really love there. It's, it's great to get good seafood. Right. And so, you know, to go to, to go to some places, you know, uh, when the wallet allows to go up to Stein's and have like a really, really great like seafood meal in the middle of Deer Valley is so cool. Or blind dog, uh, is, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Dude. I'm so glad that we got you on the podcast. So glad to kind of find out your story, find out the story of Alpine distilling. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you or to connect more with Alpine distilling? I would imagine, I guess, social media. Yeah. The social media, uh, um, is pretty active for us, yeah. you know, at Alpine or, uh, um, uh, and we do more Instagram than I think okay. anything else. I would say that we need to improve our video deliverables. That's I think most of us do. Yeah. Right? Uh, That's tough, man. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. And so but we've got to get better at that. But certainly from the website, there are links to what we do. So we're tra- traditionalists when it comes to that nature. But I would say anyone in Utah, you know, take a break. Get Take 15 degrees off your uh, thermostat. Come up uh, come up a little bit <laughs> and visit us on a Saturday and, and walk around the distillery and see a whole bunch of barrels and... What's your address up there? What's the address? Uh, 7132 Silver Creek. So okay. it's the exit past Kimball Junction. There's a Sinclair gas station where I have a great view of their dumpster. Okay. I'm right behind the Sinclair oh, gas station. Oh man, I've always wanted one of those. That's yeah. jealous. Yeah, it's a great view. <laughs> but you know, the main reason too, though, is uh, we pull our own wa- we pull our own water. And so we get untreated water. We don't want city water. And so we pull and process our own water. We've got a lot invested 
in that, both from saving uh, and, and salvaging, but also from the taste perspective and what we do for, with minerals. And, um, and obviously we don't want iron in, in anything to touch aluminum, alum, uh, stainless, um, but also uh, you don't want to drink iron, but also to remove the magnesiums and the potassiums and the control of the sodiums um, that you want to put in because it helps with hangovers. So, you know, it's kind of nice. People drink a lot of our gin and go, I felt great the next day. Oh, good. And, then, uh, then tomorrow I'm going to feel amazing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this stuff's yummy. Good, <laughs> good, good, good. But yeah, so that's an important thing. And that's why we're in Silver Creek. So we are right at the corner 40 and 80. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll put all the links at IamSaltLake.com with this episode as well. So if you're driving, head on over to the website, connect with these guys. Is there anything you would like to talk about before we completely shut off the microphones, before we shut this all down? I know we just kind of skim the surface with everything, right? You can probably get a lot more in depth with a lot more stuff. An hour isn't a lot of time to meet somebody, you know? Yeah. 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 But I, you know, is there anything you were hoping we could talk about or even promote or anything, you know, um, why the mics are hot here? No, I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity, Um, you know, and thanks for, for promoting uh, businesses that are good for Utah. Yeah. And so I, I'm just, I want to say thank you to both you guys for putting in the work and to, to, uh, to make sure that the, the, the voices that are harder to get out, right. It's hard to compete with Tito's. Yeah. It's hard to compete with, with Jim Beam. And so, uh, the message, it's important that people realize that, you know, that, you know, my wife has won, I don't know how many double golds for the gin, right. I mean, I have, I won 50 best whiskey twice. All right. I mean, it's uh we're, 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 uh, you guys know uh, what you're doing. This well, is really delicious well, stuff. I, again, I think a lot of us and a lot of us doing this craft in Utah have, are, are, are skilled. And I would ask your listeners to don't pass that by, you know, when they go to the state store or when they, when they're at the state store and they want it, ask for it. You know, that really does help us out a lot. Say Be hey, that person at the party guys be like, I brought yeah. a fancy local spirit. That's to right. The party. That's right. Who's beaten. You know, as many of us have, again, beaten a lot of the big international chains and big names. So, yeah, buy the buy the local stuff, support the local stuff and come see how it's made. You know, come up and visit and and uh, and just just visit. Now, is there a way you mentioned uh, to ask for it at the DABC? Is there a way like online or how, how do you find out what, what, what stores carry your products? Yeah. So there was a, a, a house bill, a special bill that got, uh, did not make it through the last uh, process for budgetary reasons, but it'll come up again. And that, that empowered the consumer to have uh, more rapid access to special orders is what they're called in Utah. Oh yeah. I remember hearing about this. Yeah. So that last one got declined for, for money, but, but it is available, I think in the next session uh, for people to, to go in and ask. So if you want a, uh, our straight bourbon and we just don't have enough to stock it in all the state stores, you can go to your, you know, you can go to your store and we can't sell it in Utah without it being registered. That's one of the things. So we yeah. have, all of us have, all distillers have a package agency. So we have our own retail shop. So it has to be registered. So it has to be in the state system. So if you, if you love that bourbon and it's not on the shelf, you can tell that state manager that, Hey, we, I would like to pick up, you know, a straight bourbon from Alpine distilling. Um, and they should, you know, that, they should be able to fulfill that. Now, if that house bill had passed, they would be able to fulfill it and then get it to your door. Um, and that's not going to happen, but, uh, but hopefully soon again, that's the progress. And I would love delivered liquor here. Yeah. Oh, gosh, for yeah. real. You know, there's a bill in the United States postal service that uh, there's a house bill 119, I think, or 116. Don't hold me to the numbers. Um, but it is to let us postal service deliver alcohol. Cause right now it's really only FedEx, 
Uh, UPS will do wine. FedEx will sometimes do alcohol, but sometimes do wine. But we, um, if we see that, that would be, yeah, that would be tremendous for Utah distillers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, It'd be a game changer. So yeah. So Senator Lee. So yeah. So if you want, if there's a call to action for your listeners, yeah, please reach out to Senator Lee and Senator Romney and say, please support the U S postal service, uh, bill allowing direct to consumer uh, shipment of but alcohol. But I'm sure Utah would just put a, seems like they would put a kibosh on that. Find some weird law there. Though. Well, they, I think what they would do is ship it to the state stores. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then send it and then get it out to you that okay. way, okay. Uh, which would be okay. With, I think all of this would be okay with. If, yeah. if, you, yeah. if you can do it and it works, people will be, I mean, maybe yeah. it's not ideal, but exactly. Like it's better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's funny too, right? Because they, you can deliver wine in Utah. Uh, you can, yeah, you can deliver. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Let's, this happen? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I can order wine from out of state. Well, no, intrastate. So Interest, yeah. Okay. So like old town sellers, you could get on a list and you could get wine from Utah winery. Um, which I think is, you know, it's funny that, uh, that you, I guess you don't get intoxicated off of wine. My wife makes a joke, which I love, right? Which is, <laughs> Oh, I get that, intoxicated yeah. off of wine. Yeah, yeah. That's well, but my wife makes a joke. It would be like, if I were in charge of breastfeeding. I don't have breasts and I'm not a baby. What the hell am I doing talking about breastfeeding? It's right? a solid so, point. You're and, not experienced. And I'm not experienced. And it looked terrifying, by the way. I don't. I, oh, yeah, I it's don't, awful. Yeah. It's the worst. You so, guys didn't miss out. I would rather mop the floor after she descends. It distills. <laughs> I'd rather do cleanup and stuff. But the, the uh, but a lot of times it is a little bit like that. But again, I think that and I don't mean that in any way of bashing because I do think we're on a really good path. And I think that the. We don't want to accelerate. A, we don't want to. The worst thing that could happen is that a bad law gets passed. So what we want to do is it was we want to take the right speed to make the right long term changes. Uh, frankly, selfishly, I don't want to make it too easy for people coming up now. Uh, I think distilleries now need to have it as hard as those of us who have been around for a while have had it. Uh, so I do think that there's a bit of a of, um, you know, Pay your self- dues. selfishly. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that that's an important part, right? But there's, you know, that's in any business or you can't well, just, like, you can't like be we a new dentist. Earlier, and have, yeah. It forces you to get creative and become better. So, but I think the, you know? yeah, but I think the creativity, I think, again, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think there's a lot of legislative opportunity, but I also think that there's a lot of, um, of really good things happening. There's a lot of good leadership in uh, the DABC, I sit on the I sit on the board with the oh, DABC, cool. and I sit on the board with Ski Utah, and I think both are filled with tremendous talent, and I just love sitting there and taking notes and listening. But I think that that again, I think that there's a, I think that 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 imbibers in Utah, uh, that tomorrow looks a lot better than yesterday they looked, right? And I think that that, as long as we're progressing in that sort of pathway, I think it's good. But we need to be responsible with it. I love your positivity. Yeah, I love your positivity. It is it is. Yeah. So often people come in here, you know, especially when it comes to liquor, where they're just, it's just complaint, complaint, complaint. And it's like, it could be worse. Yeah. We could not even have any booze here in, in the state of Utah. It could be a completely yeah, we're dry not state. Dry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be better too, I guess, but. Yeah, but I tell you, you know, we serve in you, and I think in Kentucky you can only get one and a half ounces in a tasting. We can do two and a half ounces. There you go. We're I, better in Kentucky. In Kentucky, I, really? Yeah, I can sell. I can sell direct. I can ship from Utah. I can sell direct to consumers in eight states. Uh, I can't do that from many states. Now you can in Kentucky because the law passed, but there are many aspects where Utah is actually maybe the best state in the whole country to be a distiller. Um, and I think that that's, that needs to be celebrated as well. It's not an easy path, 
But again, if you want to be in the easy business, you know, um, you know, Google nine to five. Yeah. I mean, there are other ways to do it, right? Yeah. This is a very difficult, but I think that comes with craft, right? I mean, again, if we, if we think about, again, talking about the tattoo artist, right? Do you want to be actually, I'll tell you a funny story. I'm 19. No, I'm, no, I was in America. So, cause I grew up in London in England. My dad was a, a word to the embassy. I was the embassy dentist there. And so I came back to America. I guess I was 21 years old. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, tattoo Charlie's in Louisville. And I walk up and I go, I got 20 bucks. What can I get? That's an and amazing they, name. And they tattoo, tattoo Charlie's. Charlie. Yeah, it's probably still there as an institution. But the, uh, a woman came out of the back. I think I was her first tattoo <laughs> and it looked like it. It was, I got a little uh, a Tao symbol, right? A little yin yang, which was not round <laughs> and not balanced and not well inked. And oh, it's one no. of those things, right? Careful what you ask for. So I've learned to be very patient with craft. And I think again, um, it's worth the wait. Ultimately talent rises. And I, I just, I can't reiterate how, how proud I am of some of the talent in the state. I really, we're in competition, right? I mean, I'm McDonald's, they're Wendy's and Burger King. I mean, I, I want you to buy my stuff over theirs, make no doubt. But if you choose theirs, you're not going to be disappointed. I think if you look at the bottle and it says, I'll show you. If you look Which at the, one? if you look at the side, it, it doesn't matter, the frankly. Oh, us. well, there we go here. I'll hand it over. If you look at the side of a bottle, right, it'll say, you know, distilled and bottled by that means by law, I had to distill it. Right. If you look at it, it says produced like our, our Lafayette, I don't distill it. So it says produced and bottled by, or just bottled by. And so if you really want to support Utah craft, this is what you would want to buy. Um, and this one actually has Utah barley in it, um, as well, which is, you know, there's a malting floor in, in Utah and James Solstice malt. And he, by the way, great guy to have on Man, our podcast. Could, yeah, that would he be is a super cool guy. I mean, oh. he really knows this stuff. Fantastic guy. But when you see that, so when you look at a Utah bottle or you look at any bottle, uh, especially vodkas, you know, if you want to really support, if you want your put, put your money in creating Utah jobs and supporting, Look for that distilled and bottled by. You'll see it on our gins. You'll see it on our whiskey. Uh, and where we source, it'll say, you know, it, it will not say distilled by because I'd go to jail if it were if that were wrong. And I don't, yeah. I don't think I'd do well. That's in jail. not great. No, let's not go to jail. Let's no, go that's that's good information just because, I mean, yeah, you, you can notice nice. that on a lot of bottles, you know, whether it's just bottled by or distilled by. Yeah. No, that's good information. I remember somebody pointed that out to me one time a while back, and it's a good reminder. Yeah, Dev, definitely take a look. And, and again, um, and yeah, thanks for the opportunity. You so. bet. You bet. Chrissy has a final thanks question. Oh, yeah. Chrissy, oh, I do. Yeah, you, Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody that comes through okay. here, Rob. So I'm going to let her ask it. Thank you again for doing the show. Thank you, Chris. And I probably should have prepared you, but I Take it away. Oh, no, <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> if you can leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would it be? Well, the quick answer is uh, meditate, be mindful. Uh, we ask ourselves and we ask our boys the, the soul questions every day. Who am I? What do I want? What's my purpose? Um, and I think that the, if more people ask themselves without ask, without answering, uh, who am I? Yeah, and that's a very big question, right? Uh, what do I want? And I think people will, will really, when they ask that, they'll find out that they don't want to be in debt for a house they can't afford. They don't want to drive a big fancy car. They don't need to impress through that aspect, right? They really want to, I think you'll find that the people that really matter in your life are people that are creative and people that are actually trying to leave something behind that's better than what they found. And then the last question is, you know, really what's your purpose? And I think that, um, 
it's a very powerful thing to just very simply, I mean, I'm, I was a, you know, I was a vice president of Johnson Johnson. That's a pretty damn good job. Before, <laughs> yeah. the, before that, I was a director in the National Football League, which I would argue is a better Holy job. Holy crap. You had to be so stressed out, but yeah. good for you. No, but I make no money now. And, but I love, I, I know my wife and my kids better. I know my community better. We're part of the Recycle Utah movement. We're part of Eats, right? We're part of uh, a lot of things that really matter. And, um, and I think that if, if, you know, if my car f- drives off a cliff tonight, uh, that'll be the stuff that people will remember. And I think that that's ultimately what, uh, is that too heavy? No, We're supposed to I die. love that. Oh. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, they're talking about like chilling whiskey and doing shots or something. No, okay. no, no, no. Yeah. This, is, this is what we like okay. real, be real, be authentic. I yeah. love it. This yeah. is fantastic. Well, it costs nothing and it truly will, uh, I think make, I think it makes a difference. Thanks again to Rob Sargent from Alpine Distilling for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode notes on our podcast website, which is at IamSaltLake.com. And to get straight to this episode, you can type in IamSaltLake.com slash 492. Hey, and while you're on the website, dig through some of those back episodes because we've been chatting with awesome people here in Salt Lake City. I mean, we're... For nine we really years, have. I we've feel been so with awesome okay. People. Hashtag blessed. I mean, that is so cheesy, but I really do feel blessed and lucky to have met all of these amazing people. Seriously, go dig through the back catalog. Share some of your favorite episodes on social media. You know, just tag that uh, URL. Put it up there on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. And you know, another way to support the show is leave a review in iTunes. This takes a couple of minutes. Doesn't cost you anything, but it lets us know about the show. And another way you can support the podcast is by hitting me up if you need uh, any real estate needs. If you're selling your home, if you have a friend or family member looking to buy a home, I love referrals. Give me a call, 801-244-2908. You can call, text me anytime. I'd love to chat real estate. I'd love to help find your home here in the Salt Lake Valley. I couldn't think of a better guy than myself to, uh, to help you out. So you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.